Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Uh, George. I am Dr. Mario and I am saving lives. Yes, Lions. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah, no, that song has been in my head nonstop for two weeks. So welcome no. to my world. Here's why I hate you so much. So I'm going to lift the veil, open the Komodo a little bit on how we do production of this fine audio broadcast. Um, we do like a little bit of a pre-show, you know, like chit-chat, like kind of loosen up the vocal cords, like get get get, get our podcasting yeah. muscles stretched out. Yeah. And before that, I remember distinctly thinking, he's going to sing that music the second we start recording. Be prepared for it. But then we were having our little friendly chat about nerd stuff like D&D and Rick and Morty, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you basically got hit with this twice. Yes. Excellent. No, I, I'm, I'm, so it's like, it's like a before image, you know? Goku <laughs> knows the after image technique, know the before image technique. So excellent. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. But absolutely, no, I, I'll be sitting there at work and just be like, oh, man, something, something, something. And they're like, oh, you know, this person has their doctorate and blah, blah, blah. I'm like. I am Dr. Mario, and I am saving. <laughs> and I can't say anything about that for two reasons. One, most of the people I work with wouldn't even know the tune if I hummed it to them. Nope. And most of the people that would know the tune certainly haven't seen that YouTube video or know the words to it. And I, God, I can't send it to them because it's wildly inappropriate. Yeah, that is uh, uh, that's a big NSFW right there. Oh, yes. Yes. Even the thumbnail is him naked. So, I mean, like you can't even <laughs> link someone to it and tell them to watch it later. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think I sent that to one of our friends and they, the response was simply, I'm not opening that. Like that was just <laughs> there's no you, you can't sneakily get this in somebody's head. Like they've got to know going into it that it's Dr. Mario all the way down. Yeah. And he is saving lives. Um so we're obviously talking about Dr. Mario this time, and the one kind of history fun fact I wanted to mention uh, with all of the deep, uh, hard-cutting research that we do is, um, if you had to guess, this is a Nintendo game, right? Mm. What year do you think this game came out? If I had to guess, I would guess 1988. 90. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They were already working on Super Nintendo games when this game came out. Really? Which, I mean, I get... there, there's always some overlap between generations, but, like, this is way later than I thought. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah, definitely. I... I, I, I hmm. Yeah, I would have thought there would have been, like, Mario and then all of the Mario fanfare that Mario has spun off. But I guess we're used to living in a post-Mario world where, like... <laughs> Mario has branded himself onto everything. You know, there's like Mario Party and Mario Kart, Mario Golf, Mario Tennis, and Mario hangs out with you on your couch while you <laughs> stream, you know, over or Overwatch. That's wrong. Uh, but anyways, you know, <laughs> that like, thing. Like, yeah, you know, like while, while you sit there and watch Westworld with Mario, you know, yeah. like, yeah. so, yeah, I guess there was a time when there was just a game called Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, and that this was, was it. This was two full years after Super Mario Brothers 3. 
Hmm. Yeah, right? I, I, I thought for sure it would have been Super Mario Brothers, maybe Super Mario 2, but somewhere around Super Mario 2 would have been when this came out. So I, yeah. I, I am surprised. Yeah. Um. God, that song is going to just be in my head the entire time we're recording and there's nothing I can do about it. Um. Nope. <laughs> No, no. Now you're you're actually recording the podcast effectively with weighted clothing because yes. about twenty percent of your brain capacity is going to just running that song over and over again, and the rest yeah. of it's like I have to be cognizant and yeah. talk. I gotta so. continue to breathe and have my heart and liver <laughs> function. Oh man! Um, the, 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 wait, what if that's the portion of your brain it's taking up? Is it's just kind of like move over autonom? You know what was that? Uh, uh, autonomous. Autonomous. Yeah. Move over, breathing. <laughs> Dr. Mario's here and he is saving lives. That would be one, ironic, <laughs> <laughs> but two, kind of welcome because if this song is in your head long enough, you kind of want to die. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I want to ask you first uh, what, what, what's your nostalgia experience for this game? Did you play this a lot as a kid? I. I played it a bit as a kid. I didn't play it a lot as a kid. I So I played it, I don't know, as much as I played like every game. So it wasn't one of my staples, but it wasn't, you know, something that I played once and then never played again. I, I played it a bit. My personal experience is then like I played it not at all for many, many years. And then about five years ago, one of my friends at the time said like, oh, we're going to play this game and I'm going to crush you. And I was like, that's that's legit. And I just mopped the floor with him. So I kind of have like a a weird special place in my heart for like trouncing this person that it meant so much to them and so little to me. And I was still able to beat them at it. So like that was enjoyable. But <laughs> so you, you have like your half one of your your lenses is for childhood and the other one is for like college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that would be accurate. What about yourself? So I I like puzzles and puzzle games generally. Like I, I don't really have a problem with these kinds of games or, or even like physical puzzles, like where you have to unlock a thing. But I don't really love doing it under time pressure. Mm. And because I didn't have this game, I always had to play this at like a friend's house. And it's not something I'm like innately good at. Like I have to kind of practice at it. Um it's not something I went out of my way to play because it's like, I have limited time to play with my friend. Do I want to like play, you know, Sonic two? Do I want to play Mortal Kombat? Do I want to play, you know, like Tecmo Super Bowl or freaking Dr. Mario? So Dr. Mario frequently did not win out. Right. And for some reason, the, uh, the mechanics, which I mean, we'll dive into a little bit, but they're, they're just different enough from Tetris that being good at Tetris, which I'm not, but I mean, I'm better at Tetris. Um, doesn't automatically make you good at Dr. Mario. Like it's a different kind of problem solving. And as a, yeah. And as a kid, I don't think I really got that. I think I just equated these two similar ish looking games and I was noticeably worse at one. And instead of like investigating and unraveling that, that mystery, I was just like, no, screw it. I'll play Mortal <laughs> Kombat or something instead. Yeah, I put I play the thing that I I'm I'm good at. Yeah, absolutely. We can touch on it more in gameplay. But no, I I was as I was playing it, I I, I definitely was hit at one point where I because when I was thinking about, it, I was like, oh yeah, no, because we were talking about wanting to play something for the NES, you know. And I think one of the things I threw out there was like, oh Tetris or whatever. And I was like, ah, you know Tetris. Well, let's let's do something a little bit more you know niche let's do like dr mario because like in my mind those two were the same things and about 
after playing for about a half an hour, I was like, this is th- these two things are not the same. This is closer to a different game, which we can get into where I was like, it's closer <laughs> to that game than to Tetris. And so I thought that was fascinating that I was able to to notice that now because I never would have picked up on that as a kid because it's like, yeah, no, you drop things from top to bottom and then they disappear, you know? Yeah. Yeah, if, if you describe it, if you do like the TLDR of what the gameplay is like, <laughs> it, it could easily be confused for Tetris. And I mean, it, there's no doubt in my mind that they saw Tetris and they were like, well, if we just slap Mario on Tetris, we're going to get sued into oblivion. Right. But if we make this one non-trivial game mechanic difference, it will be a unique game and then mm-hmm. we can you know, brand it with our super famous character. So like... I can give some props to Nintendo for not doing what a lot of like mobile game developers do now where they're like, oh, it's Candy Crush. But instead of candies, it's different kinds of smoked meat. And it's like, (laughs) no, that's still Candy Crush. Like it's an identical freaking game. It's like, no, no, this is smoked meat slam. That's Candy Crush. And it's like, no, Dr. Mario is actually a different kind of puzzle game from Tetris. So good on you. The the name of the, the game that you're looking for, it's called Meat Beat Mania. It's good, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, absolutely. I, I and and I did appreciate that. But to, so to, I, I, I'm I'm going to deviate now and just tell you. Uh, did you know in Europe, uh, they apparently were okay with the visual of that joke, but not the title. I so did. I, they they actually white out and it just says Beat Mania, but then they never explain why the controllers <laughs> look like hams. <laughs> yeah, actually, just recently watched something on like seven weird censorings of steven universe you know and it, it it's just wild some of the things where they're like oh no 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 kids can't see this and you're like really this is this odd- is where you draw the line <laughs> yeah this is the the oddity of like oh no this far no further like i always love um as as long as we're deviating the uh <laughs> the, the white flash when people hit people hit things or hit people which i agree with because i think that was tony from dorkley I, I agree mm. that that makes the hits look way more intense. Oh, yeah, because it looks like the person because, I mean, we've we've both been hit in the face pretty hard. I know when I've been hit in the face really hard when everything kind of flashes white for a second and, and you just it, you, you, you're startled afterwards, you know, so that's way worse. Absolutely. But anyways, we we digress. <laughs> um, so visuals, what uh, what do you think of the visuals? Well, during that uh, that pre-show that I mentioned, uh, I think you summed up the, the the visuals of this game are really visual. Like, <laughs> there there's a game, and you look at it. Yeah. And there it is. Yep. Um, the the graphics we we've been playing mostly 16-bit era games. Um, so I did actually have to remind myself a couple times, like, this is a Nintendo game. This is a Nintendo game. You're judging the graphics in a Nintendo game, not because they're bad, but because if you look at like the fidelity of like Mario or the little germ guys under the magnifying glass, you're like, wow, those are kind of simpler than they should be They're Like, I can tell what it is, but they're, they're not as detailed as they should be. And it's like, oh, right. This is just a Nintendo game. And then eventually you kind of. You're not really looking at like anything on the screen except the pill bottle and the yeah. the because I mean the game you know it's it plays automatically so it's not like you can sit there and admire the textured background behind Doctor Mario like <laughs> it, it's happening yeah no um and and just everybody should strap in for the 
deep number of drug references that are going to <laughs> inherently come in with this game. But yeah, no, it, it, just like a true drug addict, I spent most of my time staring at the pills as opposed to, <laughs> you know, anything else. But yeah, basically, fantasizing about them making your problems go away. <laughs> yes, yes. Curing all of my fever and my chills. Um, but so, yeah, because like with all of the other games that we've played, um, and and most games in general you can you can talk about the visuals as far as like you know oh well this this opening scene did this and then like this first level the second level all of the levels are the exact same so basically i would argue that once you've played 5 minutes of this game you've gotten everything you need to know about the visuals seen which, it all yeah which <laughs> in a game of this style though i would actually argue is a good thing because you don't want to be in a puzzle game that's based on like reflex mastery, you know, and puzzle solving. You don't want to be constantly switching up the background, you know, like that would that that would not in any way service gameplay, you know. No, it, it would almost definitely be a detractor. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm I can guarantee you that, that people would play chess differently if on your 30th move of the game, the board changed color. Yes. It, it was like, now it's a turquoise and pink board. And you're like, whoa, so my turquoise are pink. And it's like, you have to remember which colors turned into which other colors. <laughs> yeah, it just goes like, yeah. if after you've been playing chess for about 30 moves, you know, the Mad Hatter from Futurama comes in and goes, change places, and then just moves all the pieces around. Yeah, yeah that would. Th that might be a fun game. It would be a different game. Correct. It might, yeah, it would not be be the game of kings anymore it would be the gang of King, game of kings after dr mario has treated you um, <laughs> so but on on visuals i did think that they were um so as far as the the how did they look i thought that they were serviceable they were good for an 8-bit game as far as for how they assisted gameplay i thought that they did so very well i thought they did a good job picking like solid primary colors you know like there's there's red blue and yellow and those are the colors, you know, so and, and that is they. Yeah. And so there's no like blue, green and teal, you know, at no point right. at no point was I just kind of like, oh, crap, what color is this? A lot of times I was like, oh, God, there's so many colors on the screen. I don't know where to put this pill. Um, but uh, but, but you, you, know, st that, you still know. Yeah, that, yeah. that's you still know. Point. This is the color my pill is. Right. Whether or not I know the right place to place it is not the fault of the colors. Yeah, it's not the fault of the colors, it's the fault of the game, it's the fault of my skill level, because I, at some point, was, I'm sure, like many, doc, a Dr. Mario, overwhelmed with the sheer <laughs> volume of sickness that was that was <laughs> in this person. So, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, oh, God. But, uh... I do but wonder, yeah. you, so, the two, what are the two most common types of colorblindness? It's red-green and blue-yellow? I don't know. I know red green is the most common in men. I think, I think colorblindness is it's almost just, it's it's almost exclusive to men. Women are virtually never colorblind. Right, cuz I think it's on it's you know they it's on the X chromosome so they have a a backup. Right. A backup, yeah, spare. <laughs> um, they have but, a save file. So I'm just trying to and I again I could do research on this but that's apparently not our shtick. Nope. Um, I kind of wonder if they chose colors that would also be acceptable to someone who is colorblind because mm -hmm. a lot of modern games that have more realistic graphics if they are trying to be nice they will actually include a colorblind mode because if you have like you know night vision uh, in your war game it's like oh that's super cool if you can see green 
Like, <laughs> like otherwise, if you can't see shades of green, it might not work as well in shades of, I think yellow is how they see green. If you're green, red, green colorblind, but like it's, 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 there are certain things that in, in the world, if the world isn't made for colorblind people and then you make a game that's hyper-realistic, you have unfortunately also made a game that's not right for colorblind people. But because most doctors don't stand next to pill bottles that are six times their height and hurl <laughs> pills into them where the viruses are, I don't know. Why is he even trying to murder these viruses? They're not in a person. They're in a glass bottle. Yeah, but- that was that was actually <laughs> something that I did notice that I wanted to, to discuss with you. So <laughs> in my mind as a kid, you were treating a person you know yeah i'd say that's definitely the implication right but then the aesthetic is or the the the, the visual is that it's a pill bottle right or it's a bottle you know so yeah yeah so like either one of two things either a through whatever like virtual mindscape that there (laughs) works through right is it's just the person is represented as a bottle or B, it's actually like he would then be like doing like trial runs on like a test culture, perhaps. I like the first one because I like the idea that there have been so many doctors in this universe, Dr. Mario being one of many, right? <laughs> they decided that like it that the doctor's UI needs to be of a bottle, not of a human being. So that way they can distance themselves from <laughs> oh my the God. patient. So that way they don't, you know, like get get the yips, you know? See, I, I was thinking the yips. <laughs> Yeah, the yips. The yips. Is that a Scrubs reference? Uh, no, the yips. I mean, yes, but no, the yips is. I, I think that's. I know that it was in. It was in Scrubs. It was in How I Met Your Mother, and it was in. Um, I think it was in Friends. I think it's like is a it, common thing. This is like nerves. Like you get. Uh, it's yeah. It's no. It's the the yips is when you basically can't do a simple task you've done a thousand times because you psych yourself out. Huh. Yippee. Yeah. <laughs> Yippee Skippy, I killed somebody. <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering if, Jesus. I'm wondering <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if it's uh if it's like a metaphor for solving a given person's illness. So like the pill bottle doesn't literally have the viruses well what what is it? Fever chills and I don't know. All I know is fever <laughs> and yellow. And the- <laughs> Fever yeah. chills and the yellow mucus. I'm gonna say mucus. Bile, yeah. <laughs> bile, yeah. Bile. <laughs> because now we're Aristotle treating humors. Yes. Oh yeah. No, you gotta you gotta get in on those four humors, right? What was it? it was blood? What were the four humors? I, dude, I have no idea. Hey, this is relevant, man. <laughs> I mean, yes. If you're playing Doctor Aristotle, <laughs> <laughs> now that game I would play. Somebody call Konami. We've got the next game. <laughs> We've got a hit on our hands. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, yeah, fever chills and let's just say bile. Yeah. Um, so there, there's an amount of that problem that a patient has and you have to try prescriptions and the pill configuration that's in the bottle at the time you beat the level is the configuration that you would then give to that patient. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, no, I, like, I like that too. It's like a too. metaphor, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I like the idea that it's just kind of like you're you're running a simulation on what the person has with with in theory technology way way beyond our own. <laughs> and and this definitely dips in the gameplay a little bit, but it, it, it just I I, I want to mention it so badly. So at one point I was playing, and basically I had like one one chill left, you know, and 
Dr. Mario's like, okay, cool. Yellow, yellow pill. And I was like, I don't need that. So I just throw it off the side. And he's like, red, yellow pill, red, yellow pill, red, yellow pill, yellow, yellow, red, red. I was like, stop guessing. Don't just <laughs> guess, man. Like, like you're just, because in my mind, it was still a person. Like, you're just pumping this person full of drugs, just hoping that you're getting it right. You have no idea. Now, that is definitely a commentary on, like, the <laughs> medical system because it's just like, oh, man, he's almost – he's, like, 99% of the way better. So how do I get him that 1% better? Try this. 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 Okay, now try this. <laughs> nothing? Okay, try this. Yeah, nothing? So then it's, it's like, okay, the red one. No, nothing? All right. The green one. Nothing. Maybe the red and green one together. Nothing? Maybe the red one again, you know? <laughs> well, it, it's the most annoying when you get like six double doubles in mm. a row. So it's like I have one chill left and it's just like red, 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 red. And you're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> what? No amount of red is ever going to flush out this last blue, which makes me think you don't know what you're treating. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's swinging for the fences. I mean, he he's a plumber. Like... I don't know. Well, he got his degree by watching House and Scrubs in ER. Yeah, no. I I've, didn't... I've made a secret deal with myself that I'm going to, together, I think we can work through the entire song. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Between the two of us, we can work through all of the brightly colored pills that will serve all your ills, just so long as you only have fever or the chills. This is happening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely, at some point, I was just, I completely lost faith in Dr. Mario, because I think we've said in another episode that he... He, he has a doctorate in art history and and it's <laughs> he honorary. Does. Yeah, he has an honorary BFA. <laughs> so so that that's what his degree's in. Clearly not in any medical field because I don't. I, I I we 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 both have a friend who's going through nursing school as we speak, and it's an accelerated program. And it's very very intensive. So and so I don't know what Mario went through to go from <laughs> being a plumber, right, all the way up to a doctor in. Two, very, two years about yeah, two years about two years like that's a uh, pretty into he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing like oh, yeah. i mean is he treating toadstools because you never see the patients you don't yeah like, no, he lives I mean, in the mushroom kingdom so there's like two other humans right there's luigi and princess peach and then everybody else is some kind of like fantasy animal or <laughs> the reason why there's only Luigi and Princess Peach <laughs> is because they all went to go see Dr. Mario. It's like uh, it's left. It's they were like the, the only... premise of the movie version of I Am Legend, where in the opening she's like, "So you've cured cancer? Yes, we've cured cancer." And then it's like everybody's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, or 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 even better, there were a whole bunch of humans. Now they all look like toadstools because of the treatment. There you go. It was there. just like. It wasn't the Mushroom Kingdom. It was just like Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> now they're just all horrible freaks. And that's why Bowser is constantly trying to like kidnap the princess and like install his own regime is because clearly Princess Toadstool has allowed this mad scientist, Dr. Mario, to transform all of these people into these, you know, toadstools. And that's why Bowser turns them into blocks to ease their suffering because there are these horrible you know, walking total. Yeah, no, this it's all coming together. Yeah, no, we, we've got the makings of a really lame fanfic or fan theory going. It still would be better than Super Mario Brothers, the movie, though. I, I contend that. Yeah, but I mean, that's 
That's not like an accomplishment. No, but it, it, <laughs> no, the Super Mario Brothers the movie is a bar that no limbo expert could limbo under. So not even Hermes Conrad. Mm-mm. No, mm. not without losing his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we have to talk about audio because that's how we like do this thing. Um, the audio is basically like the visuals in that there is an audio. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are two songs, right? There's Fever and Chills. Yep. But then there's a third crucial song that I was introduced to, Off. <laughs> yeah, there's it's it's like in the what is it? I think it's like Chinese philosophy. How there's like you know, there is like there is either you know, like doing something or doing something else. But then there's always the third option, doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. and and it's. I can't remember if we talked about this or not, but th- you kind of just like you have to get used to the music and sort of tune it out over time. Like, okay, I've heard this for the 50,000th time. Like I'm going to now tune it out. Um, you sort of have to learn to tune out the silence because the sound effects don't go away. Just the right. music goes away and you don't really realize how much the uh, viruses, like when they, when you knock one of them out and they like do their little panic fit. Um, yeah. That really sounds like a dog or zombie violently <laughs> scratching at a door. Nice. And when there's music playing, you're like, oh yeah, he's making like he's like throwing a little tantrum. But when there's no music playing, it really sounds like something scratching at a wooden door with its nails. And hmm. it's it, yeah, it's a little like a little disconcerting. Yeah, no, I, I so my play experience for this was basically I was like, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna play this game. Said everything to, to 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 easy as 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 we typically do, and uh, and so I said it to I think chills I forget which one but the you know the iconic one you know that's fever fever that's the yeah. that's the default one yeah so the default you know music default you know everything and then sat down played played some Doctor Mario and that game is still running right now I was unable to like I think I got up to level eighteen nineteen I got to seventy six viruses and. Yeah. Yeah, and and like that was the thing is that like, and then I had to stop for a little bit because I I, I made about five just stupid mistakes in a row where I was just kind of like I'm just I'm I'm colorblind now I'm just flipping because <laughs> there's nothing more frustrating than when you know you've got you know like red yellow whatever and so it's like red yellow viruses whatever you put the pill on top of them red yellow red yellow like you just the wrong side you know yeah, yeah. Um, that's the worst and I did that like four times in a row so I just I had to take a break. But uh, yeah, no. Um, so so because of that, like I was never able to change the sound because I was just in this purgative, never-ending game. <laughs> Poor so. baby. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, I never I never got acquainted with the offsetting. I just it was always you know brightly colored pills that were solving all of my ills. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I did try the chills music because I was like, oh, well, I know Fever is like the song and uh, that's the one everybody thinks of. But I was like, oh, maybe chills is okay. It sucks. It sucks. Like it's not even <laughs> <laughs> it just it sucks. Like you really have two options. You have Fever and Off because hmm. chills is just like I'm sure if I listened to it 100 billion times, it would grow on me. But it has it. it's the it's the younger brother right it's jerry christ the younger brother of jesus christ and it's like i've never heard of jerry christ no you have never heard of jerry christ yeah and that's kind of the point isn't it 
<laughs> yeah. So like I, I played one game with it and it was so abysmally short because I was doing okay. And then I realized I really just wanted to change the music. And I was like, I could just die. <laughs> so yep. then I just stacked the pills up to the top <laughs> of the bottle. Yeah. No, I, I, I never went with the, the, cause that's the thing is you, you, you didn't die. You killed the patient. Uh, well, it depends. If it's your metaphor, then I killed them because I was frustrated with the music playing in my lobby. <laughs> and, if, and if we're going with my metaphor, it it's really not any better because I gave up on trying to save them because I was frustrated with the music yeah. in my lobby. Yeah. No, you just like had that rage quit moment where you're like, you know what? I don't care. Let them die. And, and you know, people are like, Dr. Mario, you can't just let this patient die. I'm like, I don't care if they, if they don't change this music right now. I'm letting it go. And, uh, and, and so, so it went, it's a terrible union. I would want to be in that union. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Actually for notes for music, I've just got, <laughs> these are, these are verbatim. My notes. Um, note one, note the first, my God, catchy. And then, <laughs> note the second doesn't let you repick music. And then that's it. That's all I got for music. Like those two things was it's really, really catchy. And, my God, I can't make it stop. Well, uh, so other than chills being terrible and the music being off, having its own set of problems, um, the one thing about the music that stood out to me as kind of a little shocking was um, there's like music on the title scene and it's not the fever music. Like I, there is actually a theme song for Dr. Mario. Fever is the level music. Mm, I, I am certain that you're right. But no. <laughs> yeah, th that's what I mean. Like when I fired up the game and that song started playing, I was like, the hell is this? Yeah, this, this is garbage. Yeah, because I, I remember just firing because, you know, I, I remember this game. And, you know, again, I'm not amazing at these types of games. So I was just kind of like, oh, I'll restart probably several times. And I just got stuck in this one because here's the thing. And, and this kind of leads in a little bit to gameplay. Here's the thing that I found with Dr. Mario is that you, you it's very, very easy to get stuck in a cycle where you're not beating the level, but you're also not losing, you know, which I got stuck in a couple of times where basically I made like several mistakes and I'm like, this doesn't mean I can't finish the level. Like I haven't made so many mistakes that this is unsalvageable. It's just going to take me an ungodly amount of time to clean up my mistakes and then move forward, progress in beating the level. So I'd say I spent about four hours playing, but there were definitely like, there'd be some levels where I beat them in like five minutes and other levels where it'd take me like a half an hour to just slog through it, you know? Yeah, because I mean, you have the the mistakes you yourself as a player can make, plus just the randomness of the pills you get. And the, because the, I think the virus is, even if you play the same difficulty, that's 100% random. Right, which I think actually I noticed speaks more, to, it, it, it's an odd difficulty curve because you think like, oh, well, it'd be very linear because they add X number of viruses per stage. But the randomness in which they're assorted makes a huge difference because there were a couple of times where just because of the way the viruses were laid out and just the way I happened to play, randomness, all of those sort of stuff, um, there was one point where I only had places for red or blue and no yellow. And so, like, I every yellow instance of anything, I had to come up with some weird cludged way to, like, shunt that pill off to the <laughs> side to, like, deal with that. 
And uh, that was that. And and so part of me, because at one point there was literally a, I'd say, let's say it's 10 spaces wide. Eight of them all across the top were all fever. And I was like, <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, this wasn't me to a large degree. This is kind of the game. So, yeah. I mean, but, you got to treat it. You got to prescribe some high fives. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, and, and, you know, laughter the, is the best medicine. So, you know, <laughs> they fell down. Um, uh, so, okay. So that, that, that does lead us into gameplay. And now I'm going to briefly, or for however long we're going to go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> so, like I said, like I had a very weird game experience in that, you know, I, I played it for about an hour or so, set it down, came back to it, played it for another two hours or so. However long, I, I don't know, time ceased to have any real meaning. Um, and so I started to, because it's very, it doesn't require a lot of like active thinking, you know? So like you can set your the back of your mind to just think about whatever. And all of a sudden I realized like, oh my God, Dr. Mario is like the perfect tool by which to teach somebody life lessons. Like the reason... <laughs> I can I can honestly say that was not one of the ways I expected you to finish that sentence. Like I was kind of going through in my head, like, oh, I wonder what he's gonna say, so that I can make sure I have something valuable to carry on the conversation with. But you just came from behind me. Like yeah. I was looking out over here. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. No. Uh, no. In fact, like a part of at one point, I was like, this is why the Japanese are eating us alive on the world market is because they have Dr. Mario. <laughs> so, you really you became like a one world government conspiracy oh yeah no I, like i said I, <laughs> after <laughs> after like two hours of just do 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 like, like my eyes are like glued open and bloodshot you know like yeah i was just kind of like this is it this is this is everything you need to know is in life is in dr mario so a couple of things one is like we just said the way the stage starts out isn't always fair or right and you know what <laughs> you just got to deal with that Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. So there's there's that that lesson of like life isn't always fair. It isn't always perfect. But you know what? You nothing is unsolvable. It's just how much time, energy, and effort you're going to have to put into it. It teaches you to manage short term versus long term goals, right? Yes, it definitely does that. Yeah, because the long term goal is to clear it of viruses. But there were sometimes when like the most efficient option would be. Like, let's just say in this corner, I've got like a blue yellow combination, right? And I've got a you know blue yellow pill, so it makes the sense to most sense to drop it on top of those two, right? But the thing is, I've got a huge buildup in this other area, and even though it's less efficient, like I've only got a blue over there, I've got to get rid of those blues because they're much higher and closer to the top, and much a much higher risk, you know. Mm -hmm. So I have to manage that short-term goal of getting rid of this thing that could potentially catastrophically end the game and then deal with the long-term goal of, you know, clearing the level. So sometimes you had to, I had to sacrifice overall efficiency of play in order to, you know, deal with an immediate problem, which is something that I've noticed that I've seen people much older than us struggle with that concept. Yeah. Well, you know? and then there are people who have the opposite problem of, they're not staring into the middle distance. They are only looking at what's right in front of them. So like right. they have no long-term goals. They are only, they're only putting out the fire that's immediately on fire. They're not thinking about how to prevent future fires. Exactly. Yeah, no. So, so, you know, both managing short-term and long-term goals, um, there would be many times where I would make a mistake. And so sometimes I'd make a mistake. I'd be like, 
oh, well, you know what? That was a mistake and that's fine. And especially like I personally would get a little frustrated because I'm like, now it's not operating at maximum efficiency, right? <laughs> like I, I have made a mistake, but you know what? That thinking doesn't get you anywhere and it does make you more likely to make more mistakes. What you have to do is you made a mistake. That's fine. You suck it up. You move on with life. You keep trying to cure the patient, right? <laughs> You're, so, you are you are hardcore winning me over on this like <laughs> un, unified string theory of Dr. Mario. <laughs> so not only that, but it teaches you to to quickly assess and manage the severity of your mistakes because there'd be times where I'd make a mistake and be like, Ugh, well, all right, that's fine. That that's that's salvageable. But there would be times where I'd make either one significant mistake or three or four minor mistakes in the row that were starting to compound each other, and I would suddenly say like oh God, this is starting to become severe. I need to triage this situation that I've created for myself immediately before I even look to my long-term goals, even short-term goals. I have now managed to create a problem that has to be dealt with right now. This is, I am, I am at risk of losing this game, you know? <laughs> and so like, and so in my mind, I'm like weighing all these options and, you know, kind of like doing all this sort of stuff. I was like, this is, this is a great project management tool. As odd <laughs> as that sounds. You know, like, because it, it, well, it, it, it teaches you how to be yeah. a project manager. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. <laughs> so I, I was just like sitting there, you know, because, you know, my company is studying lean manufacturing, Toyota, all that sort of stuff. And I was like, this is all of it. This is this is TPS management systems right here, man. Just so, yeah, I was I was definitely like that. Uh, I think that any project manager like, you know, get together where they're, they're trying to teach new project managers, like sit down play Dr. Mario for a few hours and then tell me what you learned, you know? <laughs> so, you, yeah. And if your pupils aren't massively dilated <laughs> and you're not kind of foaming at the mouth, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, you know what? We're just, we, y y you still have potential. You're just going to be <laughs> slow tracked. You know, you're not, if you can't come up we'll with make five ways, a junior project manager, <laughs> <laughs> if you can't come up with five ways to t five lessons you learned from Dr. Mario about project <laughs> management then then you're just you know what it's not you're not bad you're just not a good fit for this company <laughs> so i'm i'm i am half you you guys you don't use slack at work right you're a google company use like google what? hangouts for everything oh yes yeah. slack is like a kind of chat thing oh yeah um yes sorry when you said you slack at work i'm like i work hard you jerk <laughs> no you, you use slack yes it's almost like they knew what they were doing so you can set a status for yourself and your status can include custom emojis hmm. so my custom emoji status because why would you ever actually put what you're doing in your status that's dumb is hmm. half of like a neutral face with like the straight line and the straight mouth and mm -hmm. then half of a troll face hmm because I think that sums me up pretty well. Like yeah. I'm, I'm nice. always, I'm always looking for the joke, but just because something's funny doesn't mean it's not like valid. Right. And there's, there's a little part of me that's like, maybe we don't release this episode until we've gotten a book deal for what Dr. Mario taught me about project management, <laughs> <laughs> because that sounds really stupid, but I guarantee you, if you release that as like a Kindle single, like there's an audience for that. It, oh yeah, it might not it, make you a multimillionaire, but like people would buy it. Yeah, you get a couple, couple hundred bucks, you know, where people are like, "Oh well, you know, Doctor Mario and project management," and sure, sounds great. And then you never know; it could be like that. There's that point zero zero one percent chance that you know some person in some company somewhere says like, "This is the book," you know, like, "Oh, millennials will love this, and this will <laughs> actually teach them." And then, and it just like yeah. takes off, and then all of a sudden you're on, you know 
whatever they were doing, doing the talk shows. Yeah. Doing your, the little circuit. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, no, I, especially, um, uh, what was it? We, we had somebody which is this is tangentially related, but we had somebody recently where they basically, we, we had an issue in the lab and it was basically somebody forgot something. Right. And so when you're, when you're trying to assign root cause, you know, you have to say like, okay, well, it's like, Oh, well, I'll try harder to remember. I'm like, I always start off with, I assume you're working as hard as you can all the time. So saying you'll try harder means you're going to give more than 100%. And by definition, <laughs> that is the maximum any one person can give. So that's that's garbage. And so one person threw out just off the top, they're like, why don't we just get him a, you know, a, a, a band you could put around his arm to remind him, like some big pink band to be super embarrassing. And just like paused for a minute. I was like, <laughs> why don't we do that? And the person's like, I can't wait that might actually work and then and that's actually that was the that's what we do now like (laughs) (laughs) when x y and z happens and thus this tertiary person that doesn't normally have to do the thing has to do it they that the person that is giving them the assignment also gives that person a pink you know band that they put around their wrist and they're not allowed to take it off until they do the thing and so if they're on their way home and they're driving they're gonna look at their wrist and go like oh god and then they they come back so i I love that. Like, I don't even, I have, I have basically no complaints because, yeah. uh, the likelihood, especially if it's one of those like Livestrong style bands, mm-hmm. like those yeah. have kind of gone out of fashion. So the odds that the person you're giving it to male or female would already have been wearing something similar that they would confuse are, is pretty low. Right. Mm-hmm. So like yep. it's, it stands out, right. It's just mm-hmm. like the, the red string, you know, the old, yeah. like you tie it around your, your middle finger or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and then you flip people off and you're like, Oh, I have to remember to flip you off. Um, exactly. That's what I use it for. <laughs> I never forget. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's, uh, this is going to be part of your book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so now this is all of a sudden like slowly because gone from, you know, like, Oh, Hey, we played this game, Dr. Mario to like, okay. So this book deal that we're talking about, uh, <laughs> yeah, say more things. <laughs> um, I, I do want to throw out, we did skip controls which i don't think is an unfair uh thing to do because like the visuals and the audio there are controls yes left left, right down rotate the pill um and that's it uh well left right the pill falls automatically down accelerates it It and then you know rotate the pill left rotate the pill right which for something that's two colors and can only be present in those two orientations you actually have to spin it a couple times to be sure you know which one is rotating it which way Oh yeah, no, I. Uh, it's definitely the USB drive of you yeah, know. This, yeah, it's always the third time. Um, <laughs> which which it should never be the third yeah. time, but it's always the third time. Yeah, but the the reason I wanted to mention the controls specifically is because um, in games like checkers, uh, way more so chess, way way more so a game like Go or um, or Mahjong, like. Uh, there's there's simple and complex rules. So are the rules of the game simple or are they complex? And then there's shallow. How complicated is it to to master the game and deep? So it's it's you know there's like a quadrant in different games or in different places. So like chess, not terribly complicated. The rules are fairly simple, but it's very very deep. Lots right. of combinations, lots of configurations, lots of crazy things can happen. And this that's actually usually the definition of a good puzzle game or like an engaging, you know, thinking game is that the rules need to be simple, but it needs to be deep because 
a, a novice can enjoy a game that they don't understand the full depth of, but a novice cannot understand the, or cannot enjoy a game that they don't understand the full rule set of. To speak to your point, the game that I've heard that is the exemplar of, um, uh, was it simple but deep, right, mm-hmm. is Minecraft. Yeah, excellent just, example. Yeah, it, where it's just kind of like it's it takes you five minutes to understand all of the mechanics that you need to know about Minecraft, and then you can spend years mastering it and doing all sorts of different weird stuff within Minecraft. So yeah, but but that is this is something about Doctor Mario that I thought was actually I doubt I really recognized as a kid or appreciated, which was I had to continually remind myself. Yeah, you weren't very good at this as a kid, and you're not going to be very good at it now, but you could become good at it if you're willing <laughs> to invest effort in it because it's not complicated. Right. Like, it, it is simple enough that literally just practice, like, even if you didn't do, con- like, focused practice would be enough to increase your skill level slowly, but it w- you would still get slightly better over time. And then if you actually focus because the rules are so simple, you could get considerably better over time. And the reason I want to make sure I pointed that out is because, um, <laughs> so Susan, my wife, uh, played this game a lot as a kid and I was like, Susan's a pretty good gamer. Like yeah. if she says, and she's pretty humble. So she was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm pretty good at Dr. Mario. And I was like, oh, she must be awesome at Dr. Mario. <laughs> so I was like, I, I need to like see this. So I said, why don't we try the two-player mode? Because then I'm I'm doubling up on my research, right? Like I'm seeing you play right. and I get to try the two-player mode in the game. And the problem with the two-player mode is it is the only time you can play the game where you are not just playing against the game, by which I mean whoever finishes first wins. It's not right. high score. It's not least number of pills. It's literally just whoever finishes first. And someone who is better is more likely to finish faster because they can like they know exactly where the pill needs to go, so they just throw it down. You know, they're just holding holding the down arrow like it ain't no thing. And um, I beat her somehow the very first match, and I was just like, hmm. <laughs> and then never again did I come anywhere <laughs> close to beating her to the point where I actually said, um, I w- I want to stop so I can watch you play. Like, right. like, can I just sit and watch you play? Because they're, they're obviously, me. yeah, there are obviously things you're doing that I'm not even considering because I could see kind of out of the corner of my eye, like, oh, cause you, when you play in the two player mode, you actually have the same map. So, right. yeah. So, I mean, your viruses and their viruses are in exactly the same place. So I was like, you are clearly, oh, and you get pills in the same order. Oh, that I didn't know. Yes. So, I mean, you are literally competing on who is better at the core game mechanic of efficiently using pills. It's really very cleverly designed. Huh. No, that's, yeah. that, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, blowing me out of the water. And I was like, I'm not bad at solving puzzles. So, I mean, clearly there are things that I'm just not even considering. And one of them, which seems really dumb in hindsight, but it's it's that simple but deep gameplay, is there would be a situation where it was like, you know, uh, a, a vertical um, fever, you know, so she's building a stack up on mm-hmm. top of fever. And then below that fever is, let's say, a bile. Right. And then so for the fourth pill on that or the third one, she would do a, a red yellow with but vertical so that the yellow would fall down onto the bile. Yeah. And I was like, that's so incredibly obvious. 
I'm almost ashamed I didn't think of that. <laughs> but it's just one of those things that it's like, oh, you know, like we agreed to run a race, but I didn't realize you were going to be on a bike and I, and I was going to be on foot. Yep. And I'd, I'd never even seen a bike before, so I didn't know what it was. I thought it was just fancy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was so much better. I was like, wait, so what kind of shoes are those? And it's like, you mean my bike? It's like, oh. 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 Yeah. So yeah. I, I probably spent, I don't know, an hour just watching her play. And then she got to the same position you were in where she was like, I guess I have to go to bed. And I was like, oh, so the game isn't going to make you go to, like, you're not beaten. Like, you're just bored and tired. <laughs> oh, I'm done with this now. It, you know what it is? That's It's it's Goku fighting 100% Frieza where he just stands up and he's like, done. <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah, There's no fight left in you. Um, no, there were a couple of techniques that like I slowly started to that one that one I learned and, and, and picked up on. Another one that I, I I remembered, not not remembered, but figured out. I I don't know, one one of the two. I did one of the two. <laughs> um is the fact that the nice thing is that it doesn't you don't you you think automatically because the pills are falling down that you know you build on top of stuff, and generally that's what you do. But it's if you get four in a row in any direction, right? So you can also build out from the side. Which is you know, harder, but totally possible. Harder, but totally possible. And you can also, too, build up from underneath, you know, which I which I was able to do on a couple of times where, you know, basically, I remember at one point, again, managing <laughs> project management, managing short-term and long-term <laughs> goals, where what I did was on top of, like, let's just say there was a fever, whatever, right? On top of it, I just stacked random pills because, you know, I just, it, it was, that was... <laughs> Not now, right? Um, because I'd stacked so much garbage on top of one item that I needed to get to, one virus, right? I was like, it's going to take me forever to get rid of all the garbage that I've accidentally stacked on top of it. But I just stacked up underneath it and then just shoved the colors underneath until I could grab it from the bottom. Right. And then that collapsed everything else down. And then if I was being really clever, I'd make sure the stuff that was collapsing down matched the stuff that I dumped on top of that other pill. So that way that all matched and went away, you know? So there's definitely, a, a, like you said, it's very simple. It's just kind of like match the colors. That's it. That's all you need to know. Match yeah. match the yeah. color. Connect four. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> done. But then it's just kind of like, but here's all this fun, cool ways you can do it. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, that is pretty neat. And that does nicely lead into one of the things I mentioned is that it you, you definitely want to say that this is a Tetris clone. I actually think that the that the core aesthetics and the gameplay is closer to Simon than Tetris. Because the thing I was trying to do the most was remember where my color combinations were in the levels, like where I was putting what color combinations to destroy which viruses. I spent mm. more time using that portion of my brain than the fit, shape fitting that is Tetris, you know? I, I could, I, I'm, I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. So I'm, I'm putting aside whether or not that's a valid comparison. <laughs> I can imagine game design that's, it's blank, mushed up with blank. Like that's, yeah. you know, like it's Tetris, but with Simon qualities. Like I, that's, that's a very believable way that somebody could take an existing game like Tetris. And then, I mean, think about like the, one of the most famous enduring things from Star Trek is 3D chess. And it's yep. like, it's chess, but 
also tall. Like, it's, <laughs> it's chess with a, also a chessboard. Like, it's really not... It, it's it's a brilliant uh, leap because the minute you hear it, you're like, well, that's stupid. And it's like, but you didn't think of it. <laughs> Did right? like, it was too obvious. And and I could imagine someone saying like, you know, oh man, Tetris is like, you gotta, you gotta make the rows. What if there was like crap in the way? <gasps> and then it's like, Whoa. oh yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> this changes everything, but not in like a stupid drug fueled hippie way. Like that literally does actually change everything. Yeah. No, with 3D chess, that was one of those things where like cause I'm I'm not an amazing chess player to begin with. And so I feel like I was all, like every ever somebody was like, we should learn how to play 3D chess like in Star Trek. I was like, yeah, why don't why don't we get better at 2D chess? Yeah. First? What, if, what if chess? What, yeah, what if what if not <laughs> the other stuff? We're not there yet. Although my my favorite variant on chess and I think we've played it is uh, drinking chess. Yes, where, we have. Yeah. yeah Which we, I mean. Some, you you one are better at chess than me, and two have a higher tolerance for alcohol than I do. Yeah, so, that's so playing drinking check. chess is really just saying, do you want to get drunk faster than me, <laughs> <laughs> but in like a complicated way? Yeah. Do you want to just? That's <laughs> true. You, you, do you want to drink a whole lot more than me, but with more rules? <laughs> sure, but yeah, no, I I don't know why I always like that one, just because. Um, and for those who uh, of our listeners who who haven't played drinking chess with us is you assign each you know each piece already has a point value you just say like it's worth that many drinks and then you take that many drinks if that piece gets captured but if you get checkmated then you finish your drink right and so i think that that's interesting because it changes the dynamic a little bit because then your goal becomes to destroy as many of the other person's pieces <laughs> as possible until they go make a new drink and then checkmate them as fast as possible. Yes, which is really not how you play proper chess. <laughs> no, it's not. So I, I kind of like that just because, you know, it, I think it's such a great thing in game design where you can say like, like, oh yeah, well you just drink their point value. It's like, yeah, that seems like that's an innocuous change, but it actually changes the way people play the game. You know, and so I think that that it's just so easy to see like little things like that, it, it, even like like this. And 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 I, I would definitely agree with with you in the sense I don't think that it's that this game is Simon or a Simon clone, but I think it's like got more elements of memory to it than like Tetris does. Because with Tetris, you can look at the screen at any point in time, and you know, like you're just you're trying to create lines, you know. But with so basically any negative space needs to be filled, you know, but with Dr. Mario, there is definitely that like, OK, well, I've got like a red blue pair here, uh, you know, red yellow pair here, uh, straight up red red over here, you know, like so there's basically what would that be six, right? Yeah. Different, you know, areas where you need to remember what kind of like what you're doing, which again leads back to good project management because you have many different projects going on at the same time, but you have to make sure that they're all harmonized and moving towards the long-term goal of the entire project, which is to clear the level. Well, those I'm are like you, your, your, your milestones, your deliverables. Yep. Right? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm starting to agree with you. We need to write this book, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry folks. No episode this week. We got to write the book first. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, and then actually, so sorry, while we're on the, the, the book writing thing, um, <laughs> One of the things that, because I, I I didn't think about it like as like you know, like, but this is this is also something that I did realize as far as like the you know down the rabbit hole kind of thing is. So you mentioned dropping blocks, right? Mm -hmm. 
so one of the things in in many you know different like leadership things and that that they always say like well when you're looking at a process question everything you know because so so many times you'll look at a process and be like all right well we have to do a and if you just assume that then that can throw a wrench in things because sometimes you don't have to do thing a you have to question whether or not that is actually a necessary part of the process right so i'm used to, again similar to Tetris, I was just kind of like, all righty, I got this thing lined up, drop the block. Good. Next one, line it up, drop the block. Perfect. And all of a sudden I was like, why am I dropping these blocks? <laughs> you know, because I realized that if I didn't drop the block, if I just got it lined up, then I could look at the next block. And while that block fell on its own accord, spend the time while it falls, figuring out where I was going to put the next block. So it actually bought me a valuable couple of seconds that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And when you're playing one player, it is based on clearing the level, not on speed of clearing the level. Right. So because of that, there was literally no value. There was no value add, right, to to dropping the block, right? And so it was actually, and it was was getting in the way of my long-term goal. So I was just kind of like, I shouldn't be doing that unless literally... I would do it towards the end when I just, you know, had like three viruses and I knew exactly where everything was going and it didn't matter. But at, when I was at like 74, 75 viruses, I'd line something up and I'd be like, okay, now you you do your thing because I got to figure out where this next one goes because if I make about three mistakes, this whole thing's going to fall apart on me. So, Well, and this is, so I, I think it's, it's fair to say like we both enjoyed, you know, playing the game um, a little bit to my surprise, which was kind of delightful because... I expected this to be like a little bit of a slog, but I was mm. like, uh, you know, maybe it'll be pretty good. And and it turned out that I enjoyed it quite a bit, um, which was nice because, uh, you know, expectations uh, over un- under promise over deliver. Um, yep. But the one thing that I, I didn't mention to player that's it it it's another very small change that dramatically changes the gameplay is if you because your whatever didn't get cleared then falls down. So like mm. you get you get four reds and then whatever was sticking off of those like they fall, right? Right. Well, if you line up multiples either at once or you line up multiples like they fall and it creates a double or more, mm-hmm. that crap flies onto your your opponent's screen. Yes, I remember that from 5 years ago where I just beat the mess out of that one guy was just yeah. I did something and he just started swearing. It's like, what? He's like, every time you do that, it throws garbage on my screen. And I was like, oh, yeah. And Neat. there's actually the fact that it throws garbage on your screen is is detrimental to your long term goals of clearing. <laughs> right. <laughs> or just it's all project management speak. Oh, now. yeah. No, <laughs> we, 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 we have completely changed our, our jargon from <laughs> yeah. like gameplay stuff to like, well, you see, the problem is, Lions, that this doesn't really service your long term goals. It's like, oh, I absolutely agree. And so anyways, it's yeah. it is. So it, it does impact your long term goal of, of beating your opponent and doing it as quickly as possible because now you have more crap on your screen. The thing that is actually the largest, I think impact to your ability to then beat your opponent is so like say you you like you get a a fever and a chill so now i'm gonna get a red and a blue single block like Mm -hmm. just one one little pill thing um is gonna fall down based on where those things were when they were destroyed um on the screen so then they fall from the top i can't do anything while that's happening Mm. like so i just have to sit and calmly wait for crap to fall down from the top of the screen and then 
screw me up. So, like, on the one hand, you could say, like, oh, well, they're giving you a second to think about this newfound information. But it's like, yeah, but this is a game based on speed. Like, right. if I was playing just against the computer and this happened randomly, then maybe that would be different. But when it's first across the finish line and this happens, especially playing against Susan, who got doubles like they were going out of style, she's just like, <laughs> doubles, 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 like not even counting them. Just Nice. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so a couple times she beat me where, like, she arguably threw like twice as many pills as I did because she continues to play while I am waiting for this sadness to happen. And if right. you are very unfortunate and they fall all the way to the bottom of the screen, it's like, Oh, so I need them to land anywhere so that I can get back to playing. It would be nice if they landed somewhere that actually was beneficial. Like, Oh, a red one landed on top of a fever. That's not right. so bad, but for them to just sadly, slowly make their way to the bottom of the pill bottle, you're like, okay, this is, this is, this feels like a disproportionate punishment slash reward. Right. Well, I mean, it's a, and, and I, I always flip these two, but uh, it's, it's a, it's a feedback loop where basically once the person starts to gain, gain an advantage, their likelihood of gaining a grander advantage increases, you know? Yes. It's like, I mean, a good example would be like beer pong. You know, it's like if you start to lose beer pong, the chances of you continuing to lose this hand-eye coordination game now that you've been forced to drink is higher, you know? Yeah. So so that that's interesting. And, and most of the time in, in game design, you try to avoid that. But, you know, I, one of the things that I would argue that I don't like about modern game design is I, I think that the... That, that feedback loop should be curtailed to a degree, but that is so frustrating sometimes in modern games where you, you know, are doing very, very well, your opponent's struggling, and it's a skill-based game, so you're like, hey, we were arguing on who was better at this game, me or you, I'm better, because I've, you know, done everything right, but then they get four stars for participating, and another <laughs> star for the fact that they didn't wear shoes in your house, and, you know, like, whatever the hell they're getting stars for, or... Weird-ass game you're playing... <laughs> Yeah, do you, yeah. I'll I'll talk to you offline about um you know <laughs> this this particular game. You should get into it now. Um, anyways, <laughs> no, don't get into it. No, no, don't. This this game's just for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, so that that gets frustrating. I think sometimes in modern games. So now when I see that and see that lack of a balancing mechanic in older games, a part of me is a little refreshed because it's like, no, good. You 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 started losing and then you continue to lose because the other person was better than you and the game didn't help even the scales just to make things more nail biting, you yeah. know, rubber band physics and, you know, in Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. No, and, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, the... I get why they had to do something because literally just saying the first to finish would be, that would make the, the two player game different from the single player game in basically no way. Because right. you could master the single-player game and then you just dominate in the two-player game. But because the, the the double or triple or however many things you can cleverly line up will then go onto your opponent's screen, that is a kind of thinking you don't necessarily have to develop in the single-player game. You right. could be excellent at the single-player game and not be throwing doubles like they're going out of style. It's, I mean, you're incentivized to do that, but you're not required to do it. Whereas in the two-player game, you're really heavily incentivized to do it because it gives you a marked advantage. 
Well, and that's interesting because actually one of the notes that I had was because I, I only played the single player one. Um, and so I had a choice either way. So basically at first I was just kind of like, okay, well, I do you go for, you know, setting setting up the pills and the viruses in such a way that, you know, it, it's minimal effort, minimal damage in the sense that, you know, you're clearing, you're, you're maximizing for clearing a virus at a time. Or do you try to set up these like huge Rube Goldberg <laughs> machines, you know, and so that way you put that final pill in place and then you clear like 15 pills all at once, you know, like which one do you go for? And at first I was going for like the Rube Goldberg machine because I think that looks really cool. And honestly, it makes me feel very clever. So, you know, whatever. And then again, project management, I was like, well, that's not helping my long-term goal. So let's, let's narrow it down. You know, let's, let's, let's one piece flow this. Right. So I but think that's too, interesting. Too minimal though is, has the opposite problem of if you're like, okay, I want to clear this fever. So I'll put, you know, a red, blue, and then, oh, the next one's a red-yellow. That's fine. Oh, and then the next one's a red-blue. That's fine. And it's like, yeah, you cleared the fever, but now you have this freaking mess. Yeah. So it's like you can't you can't get too into the details of, of like, I'm going to build this grand thing. This is almost like software design because there's two methodologies. We've gone so far off the rails. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we knew, we knew this. I mean, the, <laughs> the game is a single visual and a single mechanic. <laughs> This was always going to go off the rails. <laughs> it was meant to be. Um, so there, there's these two methodologies. One is called waterfall, where you do all of stage one, then all of stage two, then all of stage three. So it's like, you know, plan, design, build, ship, that that kind of thing. And then agile is where you do each of those things kind of in like small cycles. So like mm. plan, design, build, ship, this little thing, and then iterate, and then iterate, and then iterate, and then iterate. So like... The, the visual that I think came from Spotify, Spotify is the first place I ever saw it. I doubt they invented it, but it's like, if you came to me and you said, I need a vehicle and I was like, okay, here's a skateboard. And it's like, well, this is faster than walking, but really I was thinking more like a car. And it's like, right. well, I don't have a car, but here I'll add this handle to the skateboard. So now it's like a scooter. So now you can go even faster. Like, well, I still really kind of want a car, but yeah, this, this is a lot faster. And it's like, okay, now I'll add a little motor. So it's like a little moped, right? And then then it's a motorcycle and then it's a car. So it's right. like you the the problem you were trying to solve was like, I need a faster mode of transportation and it's like, I, I will get to your thing, but you can either walk for six months until I build you a car or you can ride the skateboard, then ride this moped, you know, like a month at a time. So it's it's, it's two different kind of ways of thinking. And I, I think the, the problem with Waterfall, like build the giant Rube Goldberg machine is obvious because you make one mistake and the entire thing breaks horrifically. Yes. Whereas like focusing on too, too atomized of a problem is where you have no clear vision for the long-term future. So you are, it, it's, we call it technical debt in the, mm. the software space where you're like, oh, I solved this problem. And it's like, but you created 10 problems. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is worse. We were better off just having the one problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially like, and, and Dr. Mario is a great, again, you know, foil for this or not foil, a, a example of this is, uh, you know, like you said, is that if you, spend if you have any in anything that you're trying to do where if you say like i am going to maximize for thing a and to hell with everything else right then that's dangerous in in i mean like because you know like you said is that if you are like i'm going to clear this one virus then the chance of you creating a huge mess outside of that 
is much higher. But I think that the the nice thing that I've learned from from you talking is uh is that there is a time when creating the Rube Goldberg they incentivize creating the Rube Goldberg machine, which is in two player mode when it's just kind of like no, it's you, you want to get those doubles. So there is a reason to do that. But then I so I like the idea of like okay, so then in single player mode you it actually changes your goals, which again are you now practicing to play two-player mode right but it all comes back to again this is just (laughs) this this dynamic project management learning tool right is it's like so even the goals within the game can change depending upon what it is that you're trying to you know like like whether it's one player mode or two player mode where where do you want your career as a doctor to go what where do you want your career as a doctor to go? <laughs> exactly. So if, it, if you're playing in one player mode, then it's like, okay, it makes more sense to maximize for these target objectives. But if you're playing in two player mode, it, it makes more sense to maximize for these target objectives because your your objective in two player mode isn't to finish the game, it's to finish the game faster than your opponent. And creating the Rube Goldberg machine does serve that goal by screwing over your opponent. You know? Right. So. Well, and, and I noticed... Um, the thing that helped me get over, because I was really, I was kind of surprised how loud, like my my you know twelve year old self voice was, or it's just like, you suck at these games. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't. I'm a pretty good puzzle solver. Not when you're on the clock. I'm like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I can handle this. So like, I I was surprised because normally like I'm I'm not I I can play a game I'm terrible at and not really care. And mm. and I'm not bad at video games, so that's not even a problem I, I frequently have to butt up against. But but this is a kind of game that I'm not amazing at, and the the mechanic of not being able to control the speed of the game means you get better on their terms. Mm. So if you you finish a level, then fine, or if you die, then fine. But there's this weird middle ground that you you kind of alluded to a couple different times of like. I have made so many mistakes that to finish this level will be just arduous. It's it's totally possible, but am I willing to sit here and put in the mind numbing work of facing each of my errors one at a time? Because (laughs) clearing your own like checkerboard stack of pills that you idiotically put down because you can't remember which one flips clockwise and which one flips counterclockwise is it, even though it's literally the same mechanic, it feels different than, oh, yeah. than facing the viruses. So like there were the first couple games I played, um, I mean, literally like rounds of, of gameplay, I was like doing okay. And I would like go up a couple of levels and then I would make like a few mistakes and I would get frustrated and then just intentionally bomb out because mm-hmm. my thinking at first was like, oh, if I, if I continually play the easier levels, I will start to build up better habits. And then I stopped doing that and was like, no, I have to learn to deal with my mistakes because this is the greatest life lesson tool God <laughs> has ever given us. And somehow we have all been foolishly overlooking it. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, no, I mean, apparently the answer to all of it the whole time, like that's that's the the, the, the prestige. The prestige yeah. of life is that- Is Dr. Mario. <laughs> the answer the whole time. It was always, it was always Dr. Mario, you know? But I mean, so, it, it, it actually made me, because it forced me to assess like, Long-term versus short-term goals. What's a crisis? What what feels like a crisis, but it's not actually a crisis, right? right. And so, <laughs> when I would, if I got to the end of a level where, or near the end of a level where I was 
now faced with dealing with my mistakes, it was like, well, yeah, I could just, you know, flip the TV off and call it a day, or I could clean up my mess yep. and then try and do better next time. Yep. And it's like, yep. so not only is it like the greatest project manager training tool, um, but there's like a whole like coming of age story that we could write about <laughs> Dr. Mario. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Because that's the thing is that, you know, it, there, and, and I think that it's interesting cause I don't, I don't think I would have gotten, gotten there on my own, but like, so like you said, it's mechanically, it's the same, whether you're destroying viruses or cleaning up your excess pills. Right. And by the way, I totally expected this episode to go into like weird drug abuse areas. So I think the fact that we've managed to make it like about project management and like life goals, I'm kind of a little proud of us for more than a little. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Certainly, (laughs) Certainly by comparison. So, so then, okay. So the viruses are a metaphor for other people's mistakes and the pills are the metaphor for your mistakes. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and it always feels worse and always seems worse to be cleaning up your own mistakes than somebody else's. Because when you're fixing somebody else's mistakes, you feel like you're making progress forward. But one way or another, they're both mistakes that have to be fixed. And they take the same amount of time and the same amount of effort. It just feels worse to clean up your own mistakes. I'm going to call I'm going to I'm going to reframe that as. Uh, external problems, mm. like things that are not under your control versus things that could have been under your control, but you like you flubbed on. Right. right? Yeah. So yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel I like, I, I don't know. Like... I don't know how I'm going to go to sleep after recording <laughs> this. Like my mind's all a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm telling you, how about this? After this, we'll get off of here and then we'll both just sit down and we'll, we'll come up with the table of contents tonight. <laughs> <laughs> for the book for the book and then <laughs> and then hopefully in like six months or something you know on this it, nostalgia goggles will be like hey so we wrote this book you know go 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 check out this book it's pretty neat you know and then i think out of the two of us though honestly y- you should do the book on tape like between the two of us oh you, do i get to do the audiobook oh sh- jesus yes. yes i mean i mean i didn't it, want to assume oh yeah no no <laughs> i mean that that's that's safe. If if it if, if for some reason somebody needs to lift a large number of the books over their head, like like I'll I'll call I'll, you. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that <laughs> while you narrate me lifting it. Actually, yeah. Let's do it. So yeah. now it, now there's going to be like a whole nature documentary of us like delivering the books to the warehouse. <laughs> Man, this, this is exactly like this is another like half troll moment where like I'm kind of making fun of these people, but I'm also sort of serious like. This is literally a um, oh god. There's a some goofy marketing name for it, but like, uh, you want to do things that will help create the next thing people will give you money for. So, like, Mm. say you uh, you're like you have a podcast, and it's like you hypothetically. Well, but so this is what a lot of people do is like they they have a podcast and then they'll turn some of their podcasts into like blog posts. Their blog posts are sponsored or in their blog posts, they talk about like physical equipment you can buy and they have like referral links, right? Mm. So like you already did the work of researching or part of the work of researching the blog post by talking it through on the podcast, right? And then you, you can like continue to sort of snowball these things and the objective is to never have like a truly isolated project they all are related in some way so that you're getting like force multipliers all over the place and i mean there's a reason that that's such a common 
thing among like serial entrepreneurs and like, you know, self, self-employed, like, you know, solo business people, uh, you know, what do you call it? Like a, like a business of one, you know, like mm-hmm. I am, I am the whole company. Um, one man show, but with business. Yeah. One, one man business. But, um, <laughs> but it's like, a, there's, there's this little part of me that's like, I don't know if we're ever actually going to write this book, but more importantly, I want this book to exist. <laughs> <laughs> so like we could write it, but I'll just die happy if someone's written it. Yeah. No, actually, when we get off, we should just Google to see if somebody somebody's beaten us somebody, to the punch. Yeah. It's very possible that, I mean, the game's been around for damn near 20 years. So yeah. it's very possible. Well, I know that, that there was, and we're way off topic on this, but like... <laughs> no, it's, I know, it's fine. I know that um, uh, there's a, a whole series of like blank and philosophy. Yes. Um, where it's like, you know, like Dragon Ball Z and philosophy and Legend of Zelda and philosophy. But I wonder, I mean, like, you see, because this could be the next project is, you know, blank and project management, you know? So it's like Dr. <laughs> Mario and project management, Dragon Ball Z and project management. It's like, you don't want to be a Vegeta in a company, okay? You know, you don't want to be, like, constantly, you want to be the Goku, you know? You want to be, like, the person who, you know, like, like strives towards greater goals and then achieves them and then enjoys the rewards of that, but only strives for the, like, to achieve goals that better him and the people around him don't just better himself, you know? Like, just... You totally do, yeah. That that let's yeah. do that. Well, and and you could even if you wanted to make them flavored a little bit differently, right? Because with Doctor Mario, we've gone like very like philosophical and like like big picture self improvement. Um, with you know like Dragon Ball Z, it could be like more of like a selfish like how do you like climb to the top of the corporate ladder? Because you don't want to just be the Goku who like thinks of the greater good. You also need to surround yourself with Tien's and Yamchas and Krillins. Yes. Who who take the fall for you while they are trying to push you further up the ladder. Like they they are, you know, the 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 the, the maze to to your Mustang. <laughs> so so really here's what this is. This this is um climbing the corporate ladder and anime. Like the, this is Yeah. There, there's just metaphors all over and nerds will buy that book no matter how schlocky it is. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's just kind of like if, if all of a sudden somebody's like, I want to climb the corporate ladder and I like Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> well, put your hands together, sir. You know, that's. I want to climb the corporate ladder, but I can't be bothered to read anything that's not really unnecessarily dripping <laughs> with childish metaphors. <laughs> well, do I have an entire section of Amazon for you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so overall, though, I think the gameplay held up. Um, yeah, I would, right. We're doing a podcast. I totally (laughs) feel like I just woke up from fevers and chills. Um, but I, oh Jesus. (laughs) Uh, yes, I agree with you in that it held up, but it actually like now that I have had my coming of age story and I am an adult and I was able to not get like controller throwingly mad at this game. Be- because of myself because the game doesn't right. really cheat like you you only doctor you only take out of dr mario what you put in so <laughs> and as a kid i was not prepared to learn those life lessons what's what, what's in the you know what, what does the dr mario game have in it only what you take with you yeah 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 <laughs> and as as a 12 year old i was not ready to take much um but now like i because I, I would have said just before we, we were getting ready for this episode, like, I don't like Dr. Mario. Like, I like Tetris. I don't like Dr. Mario. But now, like, I will probably actually sit down and just play this of my own accord. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly, like I said, I've still got my, my game going. I'll probably throw another half an hour at it just to see like if it, if it, you know, if I can continue on, like how far up the ladder can I go before it just, there's just too many, too many viruses that did beyond is beyond Dr. Mario's honorary art history doctorate <laughs> to, to, to solve. I did right before we were getting ready to record probably at about 20 minutes. So we were going to jump on the horn. <laughs> Susan just kind of casually looked up from what she was doing and went, do you want me to play Dr. Mario for a little while before you record? <laughs> I was like, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't try and play video games under the guise of being helpful. If you want to play, you can just play. <laughs> <laughs> don't, 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 don't put this on me. Yeah. You know, this is you. it'd be like tomorrow. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, unfortunately, cause these posts on Tuesday, this won't help anybody, but in case you are wondering why your the mother of your children is mad at you or your mom's mad at you. Sunday was mother's day. So, you know, well, I'm just going to take the kids out and let her play Dr. Mario all day. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, like, but I was I was going to say like that would be be like saying, you know, hey, honey, for Mother's Day, I'm going to play Dr. Mario for you. It's like that's that's for you. That's a bowling ball named Homer, you know, <laughs> yes. taking the kids yeah. out and letting her play Dr. Mario. Yeah. That is a good gift. That is. Yes. No, no, uh, no, no cheap Hallmark cards in the lion's house. It's all nope. it's all Dr. Mario <laughs> because <laughs> we now know that that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that it is it is the 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 42 that's what it is is sorry is it's you know because like the idea is like the answer to life the universe and everything is 42 and then people are always like oh well it doesn't make any sense it's like well it's because you don't understand the question the answer to life the universe and everything is dr mario and it's because you don't understand the question you know like i, I couldn't have told you that before i'd replayed it as an adult but that was because as a child i was too young to understand the answer yeah well, I mean, oh my God! Here, this this might be my greatest stretching metaphor of the show so far. <laughs> it's because Doctor Mario, really, the core aesthetic, not the core like of its 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 deepest most self, which we now know is is all of us. It's, <laughs> but the core of the aesthetic is life and death, mm. and a child does not understand their own mortality. Oh no, I. I'd even argue that I barely have a concept of my own mortality now. Think about what Dr. Mario will mean to you when you're like in your 60s. Oh, yeah. No, it's just going to keep gaining more and more meaning. <laughs> just just recently in my own life, I, I somebody said, oh, you know what we should do? Thing A. And I said, uh, I can't do that. And they were like, oh, why not? You know, George five years ago would have done it. I'm like, George five years ago didn't have kids. Like, like so that that I think is the only thing that's co- like caused me to actually occasionally check my own ment- mortality because it's like <laughs> no nah, cuz before if I died that was everybody else's problem effectively you know like but now like people will be impacted that don't want to be impacted so so that's the only thing that's that's starting to check that so yeah once a, once you have kids grandkids got to go back and play Dr. Mario it's like the Star Wars trilogy i have to watch that got to revisit yeah you got to re- apparently you have to revisit <laughs> Mario every decade Dr. Mario every decade See how that's holding up. The curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress, 
down the hall to your bed A few great events leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil, fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the end of a smile Again, what you lost for a while. You're gonna 